Hi, this is Nathan East, hanging with the teddy bear on LOTL Radio, The Zone. Well, as you know, the people who will glean from what I do could be inspired by it, you know? 
uh, that's the true way to transfer the art and make sure that it's kind of consistent all around. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, I guess, you know, a lot of times my son, he'll tell me, say, you know what, Dad, you're kind of stuck in the 70s. And I said, you know, that's all right. I'm proud of that. I'm all right with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm all right yeah. with that. And it's just something because during that time, the, the 50s, 60s, and 70s, I'll put an emphasis on that. Music meant something. You had real musicians that could actually play percussions, pick up a horn, pick up a clarinet, pick up a guitar. They, they took pride. When they put something out, it was them. It was a part of them. It was a piece of them. And what I get from your music is an extension of who James Ross is. And for those who are not familiar with you and what your music represents, that's what we're here to do. Can you let the listeners out there who have been deprived of who Jameson Ross is, who is Jameson Ross? What does your music represent? Wow. Great question. You know, Jameson Ross is a, a husband, uh, a father, and I'm, I'm a man of great integrity uh, that tries to transfer that to the art form of music. Um, I like to employ the essential element of music that we call joy, you know? Everything I do, whether it's a ballad, a, a funk tune, a groove tune, a swing tune, it's all about capturing the feeling of joy that we all need uh, through music. Music has the power to heal, reveal, uh, revive, inspire, and I like to make sure that everything that I'm doing captures uh, that feeling, that feeling that provokes people to really, really, really go to the next level in whatever their inspiration is, you know? Um, and so that's my, that's my profession, man. That, that's how I look at it, and I try to take it from with, with a level of, of purity, you know, and a, and a level of also with the lineage, the lineage of jazz that we, we, um, we, uh, we, we seem to, to sometimes forget about, to be honest with you, you know? We so we're so busy creating so many new things that we don't actually take time to be inspired by what happened, uh, you know, twenty, thirty, forty, maybe even a hundred years before us, you know. And once we get inspired from that, then we can really create with a level of depth and passion that can help people to understand uh, a different viewpoint of of, of of artistry. You know what? I want to piggyback on something you just said that I find very important passion. I can remember there was a time, and I'm dating myself a little bit, but that's all right, where my mother would wake up early in the morning, go in the kitchen, and prepare everything with love, with substance, and she would have to put things in a gas oven, and she took pride in what she made, and now we're in the digital age, or I like to call the quote-unquote microwave society, where everything is just digital, there's no substances or a lack of substance and I know it's very tempting for an artist to kind of stray away from that lineage and I wanted to ask you how have you been able to maintain to continually to be true to yourself as an artist and also represent and respect the art form well that man you know you're asking some amazing questions by the way because <laughs> You know, this is right up my alley, man. 
um, for me, and you can probably tell by listening to my music, some people like to call me a guardian, a guardian of the tradition, or or I got a New York Times article the other day that said that I was some type of guardian of a hybrid tradition, you know, and it's kind of funny because, you know, sometimes if you're not creating nothing new, especially as a young generation, sometimes people can kind of let you fall beyond the wayside. You can kind of not be considered amongst the brightest and the youngest. But the thing is, you have to let that not influence what you create. And I think a lot of times in our generation, what we do is we want to be on the cutting edge of what's fresh and new and what's vibrant, but it doesn't have depth to stay around for a long time. And see, for me, I think it's important to carry the lineage because the lineage has what I like to call the ingredients, you know. It's like if you cook a steak or you cook some, some, some baked chicken or, or you cook, some, cook a meal without the proper seasonings, it doesn't taste good, you know. And, and if you don't cook it long enough, it's actually raw. You see what I'm saying? And so sometimes right. nobody wants to eat a raw piece of chicken, you know. <laughs> and so, to, to be honest, with you, man, I think sometimes you gotta marinate and cook a little bit longer so that you can be uh, fulfilled with nourishment to give your art. And if you can give your art the nourishment it needs, then you can find yourself being around for a long period of time. I'm not trying to say that some people have fads or any uh, there's fads in music or that some people are catching a wave, just a trend. No, it's not about that. But if you're going to create something new, make sure that you're informed and that you're really embodying the elements that made our people love music so much, you know? So Absolutely. that's where I come from with it, man, you know? You know, and it's amazing just speaking to you. I've been waiting a long time to have the opportunity to converse with you because, you know, I take a lot of criticism. As I said, my son teasing me, you know, him being a teenager, and he's not, you know, he's only familiar with the here and now so to speak. So when I mention him, like people like Buddy Rich or Elvin Jones or Max Roach, who are they, Dad? I'm like, oh, my God, you don't know what you know. <laughs> you, you don't, you don't, <laughs> yes, you don't have a, you don't, <laughs> yeah, and it's not, it's not a bad thing, but it's, 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 it's up to, it's up to, uh, it's up to us, especially, some people will say it's up to the older generation to, to, to make sure that we know. But to be honest with you, man, it's kind of up to our own generation to make sure that our peers understand what came before us. I think the, the biggest thing you see now in regards to what's going on in the world is that the change that's taking place or that's trying to take place is coming from the youth. It's coming from the generation of peers. It's the actual right. community. It's not necessarily you know, the elder statesmen or the pioneers speaking out. It's the actual peer telling you, you know what, you need to be more aware of what's going on. And that is the role that we have to play in the music. You know, yeah, I'm 30 years old, but I, I don't have to force it down your throat that Max Rose is a genius and that, you know, uh, Bud Powell is a genius and that, you know, Thelonious Monk was a genius. I don't have to force it down your throat. What I can do, though, is I can pay homage to them by raising their spirits that they left in the music, you know? That's the thing. It's, it's like transcending their spirits. It's not about recreating what they did because they were not recreating what happened before them, you know? Uh, Charlie Parker wasn't recreating, you know, Johnny Hodges. You know, neither was, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, neither was John Coltrane trying to emulate Johnny, uh, 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 um, Charlie Parker, you know? Without they were question. all creating, lifting the spirits, though, 
of the ones that came before them. You see what I'm saying? You know, mm-hmm. so I think that's the thing, man. We, if we capture that, then our peers understand, okay, you know what? I don't have to be considered L-A-M-E lame to, to, to swing or to groove or to play the blues. No, that, those are the, that is the music of our country. It is the music of America, and to be specific, it's the music of, of, of our people, African-American people, you know? And I, and I don't mind saying that because it's the truth. You know, it's the greatest gift that we've, gave, we've given America, you know? And so, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's it's refreshing to hear that because you know a lot of a lot of our music that we help create and bring to the forefront forefront has always been taken, used, twisted. Another name has been put on it, but it's our music, and we have been blessed enough to share it with everyone. And as you said, music is the only to me united force that it, 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 it unites everyone. There's no color barriers with music. I mean, it has been proven. It resonates. It has the the ability to touch people's lives. For you, when you perform live and you are just in that vibe, you're in that cut, you have everybody on a string, and you get that such euphoric feeling when you have everyone in the palm of your hands. After a performance, how are you able to come down from that sense of euphoria. Ooh, you know, can I be honest with you? Absolutely. This is crazy. I always talk about my family uh, whenever I get to the hierarchy of music or what the art does for me. And it's true for me, man. It's probably one of the biggest blessings I have is having a beautiful wife and a daughter and a wonderful family around me. Because for me, I'm kind of an introvert once I come off the stage. I give it all. I give it all, and I give it all from a place that is from experience uh, so that it's real, you know? And so I don't have a lot of experience um, at this point of being 30 years old, but I have enough, you know, being a married man for seven years. I just speak from my life. That being said, that euphoric feeling that we have that is kind of buoyant in the room, that's kind of going back and forth between the people and the music and the energy is high. My approach to that is to, 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 in a way, come away from it and not live in it all the time. And I say that because you have to reboot, you know. I reboot by, by coming home, coming to, to, to my house and being with my family and going to the zoo or doing something with them. And then next thing you know, I have more perspective. And perspective to me is power, you know. It's, it's, it's power. It's also information to be able to, to, to refill uh, my artistic approach with. You know what I mean? So I hope, hopefully I kind of gave you the answer you're looking for with that, but that's how I look at it, man. That euphoric feeling is a blessing. It's a gift to us as artists, and we're all constantly reaching to have it, constantly reaching. And the one thing I've learned is that reaching for it, reaching for that feeling, you can't only have music to reach for it. And that's the part that very, 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 very difficult to achieve. Because it's not if it's just music, then what ends up happening is, you know, you display to me uh, uh, different emotions to the audience in which you're giving your art form to. You know. You know, it's um, I've had the pleasure to converse with a lot of great artists, like yourself, and I get a different response from each and every one of them. Where they have described their music as being the muse 
their salvation uh, mm. relatable, the only one that can understand them when no one else can, where they can express themselves through their music. And what I sense from you, as it, it, it kind of caught me off guard when you said that you're an introvert, because for someone who has had the pleasure of seeing you perform live, you get a completely different perspective on who Jameson Ross is. And I wonder what would life be like if you didn't have that extension of your wife, of your lovely daughter, if you didn't have that family, <laughs> what would <laughs> what would it be like for you? That's scary, man. That's so scary. I don't, you know, that's not the first time I've gotten that question because people, you know, I have, that is, oh my God, I have friends. I have friends that I'm always around and they're always so, even my closest friends, they're so sharp with how much I right. don't talk about what I have going on. I mean, I literally, man, I am, and for me, you know, I'll be honest, it's, a lot of it may be my background and the way I was brought up. I'm not necessarily an extremely religious person, per se, but okay. I think there's some things that have stuck with me in regards to uh, just how I view success. You get what I'm saying? And so Absolutely. how I view success, but also how I view what this thing we call music is, you know? And so uh, the way I view it, I think, actually allows me to kind of go to such a place of vulnerability when I'm performing, and it allows me to step away from it as well. You know, it kind of keeps me fresh. If I didn't have my wife and my family uh, and the people who really just, to me, bring smiles to my life outside of music, what I think, I, I, I'll be honest, I'd be nervous to see exactly what kind of <laughs> uh, <laughs> artist or musician I would be because... Because then, cause I'm the kind of person, man, my perspective is coming directly from what's really going on. So, right. I mean, you know, my album, I'm writing about songs about our family. I'm writing about songs about, about love, about uh, fatherhood. And then I'm mixing that, showing that love perspective to the world uh, about how we all can have a love, a different love, and be all for one. And so that album, the album is literally my life. It was literally the second phase of who I was as an artist. Basically, say, okay, let me continue this story. Now, I told you who Jameson was with the first record, and the second record, I'm just going to keep telling you. <laughs> I'm going to keep telling you the second chapter about this, you know? And, as, and so that's why I say I'm so real about it, that if I wasn't with my wife and my family, man, there's no telling what I'd be talking about, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you could, the reason why I ask that, because every... A large majority of great, iconic jazz artists have always had the ability, like you said, to show a sense of vulnerability and delve into that dark place and use it in their music from Miles Davis to John Coltrane to Charlie Parker, you name it. And it resonates with the listeners because you feel relatable. People can say, you know what, this person understands me. That's one of the great things about jazz music. Jazz, to me, is the last, to me, religious, free form of music where you can expand and do whatever you want and never be limited with boundaries. How do you continually push yourself to evolve as an artist, as a musician? Wow. 
This is wow. This this wow. Man, you're asking the most amazing questions. You know, uh, to be honest, man, I think the biggest thing that I I, I make sure that I keep at the forefront of my vision uh, in regards to evolving is to stay honest, stay completely vulnerable and honest with myself about who I am as a man, you know, uh, where my life stands, and who I am as an artist. Let it all merge together. Don't hide it. Don't create a different kind of viewpoint of who you are as an artist that does not coincide with who you are as a man in everyday life. I let it be a true extension of who I am. And by doing that, it stays real, it stays inspired, it stays fresh, because it kind of doesn't matter about what's going on around me in regards to who I am in relation to it. You know, what's going on around me is phenomenal. It, it can be horrible, like the world right now. My album, some, some would even say that if you listen to it, you, you could think it was a love song or a love story. Some would even say that it's kind of a protest album against what's going on in America at the, at the present moment. But to be honest with you, it, for me, it's actually just my viewpoint on the love that we all need. And that's where I was. So I think to stay fresh, stay honest, and stay completely real with myself. The moment you stop, the moment you start telling yourself something that's not true is the moment you cut off the lifeline of your artistry. The moment you start telling yourself something that's not true is the moment that you cut off the lifeline of your artistry. And that's what I believe. And that's why I try to keep myself completely grounded with perspective. I apologize, family. We actually have lost Jameson just for a hot minute. No need to fear. We're going to get him back on the line. But in the meantime, his fantastic new album, Lord have mercy, <laughs> all for one. You can pre-order it as we speak right now via Amazon, via iTunes, and also on Google Play. And to get all the latest updates, make sure you go to Jameson's official website. That's JamesonRossMusic.com and we have Jameson back online. I told you we'll get it back. There you go, brother. We got you Forget back. Me, man. <laughs> That's all right. We got you back. We, we, got, we got you back. No need to worry. You know something? I'm going to bring something to your attention, man. And just by listening to you and conversing with you, one thing that I have learned over the years, when you were speaking or when you were dealing with a person that is introverted, introverted people analyze everything. They sit back and they analyze everything. And I think that helps the creative process, especially when you're a musician. Because you can be sitting around and your friends like, you know, Jameson just sitting there. He's just quiet. He just, and unbeknownst to them, you're taking everything in. Life experiences, conversations with friends, and you're using that to, in a way where you can impute it into your music. And I think a lot of people don't realize that it's just an extension of you from that introvert being an extrovert. Your extrovert is through your music. Am I, am I correct in that assessment? Man, that is an amazing assessment that I'm actually going to take uh, okay. from my uh, own. Uh, <laughs> you, you help me out there, man. Because I don't think I ever could explain it that with that ease, that much ease. And that's like, Exactly what it is, Teddy, man. That's, I mean, I can't even, I am introverted, and when I get on the stage, I literally explode as of the most, I mean, literally, it's kind of funny because I'm laughing 
at your explanation and your assessment of it, and I'm almost getting joy of chills just like, that is so right. Because for me, the moment I start talking about music, you can't stop me. The moment I start playing it, it's like, let's go to the moon. I don't want to sleep. My wife will tell you. My wife knows once I get started, which, well, I mean, literally, it, it, I can be a, a two-word answer kind of guy with everything else in my life. My daughter, yes, babe, how you doing? Okay, all right. But when it comes to music, I have a million questions before I give you an answer. Right. That's just how it is, <laughs> you know? Uh, and so, and, 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 and when it comes to playing it, man, I have a million perspectives. You know, I, I, think, I, I thank God for it because that's why my music has such a wide, I believe that my music has such a wide variety, uh, con- conceptual Wise. It has a lot in it, you know. I've I've been able to play with a lot of different people from the traditional jazz perspective, as well as kind of like the fuse, the modern jazz thing. And then I've done, you know, fusion, funk. I've done a lot of different things, and that's a part of who I am, you know, as an artist. And so I always make sure that anyone who comes to the show can feel a groove that makes them kind of, you know, percolate or, or jump a little bit. You see what I'm saying? So I think that being said. Yeah. Oh no, no, no problem, no problem. I'm just like I said, it just like I said, I've had the pleasure of just it's just meeting a lot of different artists and the ones that are introverted, the extension for them, the freedom for them is their music because they analyze everything. You could be sitting in the living room with twenty different people and you listening to different type of conversations and you have somebody look at you say, hey, you know, Jameson, is everything all right? And you kind of flash a little smile. So everything's cool. I'm just cool. Just, 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 I'm just relaxing and everything. And what they unbeknownst to them, you're taking everything in and you're analyzing everything. You say, wait a minute. That was interesting. There's some part of what they said I can use in my music. I can use that. And what it, even the music, you can sit down, you get lost in your music. Wife may come in. What are you listening to? I may be listening to this. I may be listening to some Earth Wind and Fire. Say, wait a minute, that horn part would be real funky. What is something that I'm working on? Maybe I can maybe I can incorporate that in my music. See, when you when you when you like that, you're a thinker. You're thinking of so many different ways that you can incorporate so many different variations into your music. Oh man, I I know, I, I know, and I understand. First, I understand. I understand firsthand. I go on Benz's, man. We take road trips down to Florida. I'm from New Orleans. Okay. I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. But I live okay. in New Orleans. So we go home every year for the holidays. And uh, as we go home for the holidays, we always cut on music in the car. And so my wife, most of the time when she falls asleep, she wakes up to something correct, something very, let's just say, something abnormal that I'm listening to. And okay. most of the times when I go on Benz's, I listen to tons. Like one day I was listening to James Brown. And I'm, I mean, I'm going through the whole Rolodex of James Brown, like old James. And then one day I was on Ray Charles, I've been Nina Simone, and, I, and for me, I just dive in. So I started the earliest record I can find and worked my way up because I like to understand the chronological development of each artist. That to me is big. That's so huge because they all change. You know, you look at the beginning of Nina's career, and then you look at when she was doing stuff in the 70s, it's like night and day. You know, uh, the stuff that was produced by some of the people in, in the UK and France, you know, it's like, whoa, what happened, you know? And that, to me, gives you insight. And my wife always laughs at me. because She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, and, it, and two hours can go by, and I have heard nothing but Nina Simone. 
You know, and I'm like, yeah, Nina is just special. I don't think people realize, you know. And, and, and she's like, wait a minute, like, what, why are you listening to this so much? I'm like, because you hear it. Do you hear the spirit of her music? Do you hear it changing? Do you hear the environment changing? Do you hear, you know, the, the, the perspective she has on the world? You know, I, I mean, I go in, man. It's like, it's like I just unleash. And I do that with everybody, even Ray Charles, man. You know, I love Ray Charles. Ray Charles is like one of my, I think, my musical muse. He's like my secret kind of like, I think he low-key was, I don't think we have anyone like him around right now. And I would love <laughs> just to even tap into the levels of Ray Charles that he tapped into back in the day, you know? So, right. Uh, well, yeah. it, it's, it's all about learning. We all, that's what makes, when you become a musician, you have to evolve. And you evolve into your true self and finding out who you are as an artist. And those different artists that you just mentioned, from Nina Simone to Ray Charles, they evolved. Even Miles Davis, Miles, from where Miles Davis started and where he ended, he completely evolved into a completely different musician. And he got a lot of flack from it, black from it, from a lot of, you know, quote unquote, uh, classical, I don't like to use the old school, but standard jazz people did not like the way that Miles evolved into a different type of jazz, quote unquote, jazz artist. And where we're at today, you have you don't have you have jazz, you have contemporary jazz, you have smooth jazz, you have all kind of different names for so many variations of jazz music. It is incredible. If I yeah. can put you, yeah, go right ahead, go right ahead. Oh, no, I was just, just, just going to say, man, you know, you talk about that, and, and you know, and I, I, I've been a big, well, I'll say this, I, I, one day I want to become a big, you know, uh, advocate for how we kind of make, I think the critics and sometimes the public can really deter the development of a great jazz artist. What Miles did with his career was so amazing, and the fact that the critics and the people, you know, uh, judging per se, had a way of really just kind of, you know, knocking him for his development. I think what happens is some artists get afraid of that. And we don't really actually get a chance to see what some artists could turn into based on what they feel will be accepted or not accepted. And I think that's a big thing with the labels. I'm always fighting with my label, man, you know, about about how to stay relevant and how to catch the wave that each artist is trying to be on. You know, each artist is trying to develop, and you don't want to block them in because you're thinking about the bottom line. I know the bottom line is very important these days, but I think it's just, it would be great to have more support for artists trying to evolve and develop uh, with who they are as an artist, you know? And so the support level for them, that can grow, man. I think we see a lot of people go into a lot of great directions that I think will be beneficial for the music. You know, without without question, I, you know I've had this conversation with uh, many colleagues, and I said, you know what, the only thing that I would wish or ask for a lot of these labels is that allow the artists to be who they are. It's just like a marriage or any relationship. What a first what first initially attracted you to to your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend because what they were, what they represented. So now that you have them, allow them to continue on that path and being who they are instead of trying to turn them into a puppet or micromanage. Yeah, let's, we want you to do this. We want, but wait a minute, that's, that's not why you signed me. 
you signed me because I brought something different to the table, and you and you respected what I did. So allow me to continue on my path. If I could, if, if Jameson Ross of today could get in a time machine and go back seven years, what would the Jameson Ross today tell the Jameson Ross seven years ago? What would you do if you could just sit down and have a conversation with him? What would you tell him? You know, if I could tell Jameson Ross seven years ago, ooh, man. You know, to be honest with you, I think if I was, I, I, I'll be honest, you know, seven years ago, that conversation, I think, would actually be a lot easier. Because I think, to be honest with you, back then, artists were allowed to evolve. I right. think they were allowed to evolve more so than they were allowed to evolve now. I'll say that. <laughs> you know? Um, and I think, I think, I listen to the way we listen back to development of artists, and it's not the same way anymore. You can hear artists putting out the same five records, you know? And the five records don't really change in concept. You know, they end up being the same thing. So if I had to tell myself anything, I would say, you know, actually, I would say, if you get a chance to do it without the record labels, do it without the record labels. I would say exactly what makes you feel happy. <laughs> I, I, would, I would tell all of them, show us how to, show me in, in the future how to own my own publishing how right. to own my own labels, how to do it myself, how to garnish. That's what I would say to myself about seven years ago because I think that's the thing now that's just like the labels just sometimes have a hand up on everybody, you know? Um, you know, you, you make – because a lot of it, too, is I call it the slow burn, you know? The slow burn is you being willing to take the sacrifice at the beginning of your career in order to – see kind of the sunrise at the at towards the middle part. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, uh, I, I worked with a great singer, Carmen Lundy, for a few years, and I watched her, you know, come from dealing with labels, and then she started her own. And granted, it's not always crystal, you know, uh, it's not always beautiful, but let's just say, you know, she has a lot of what she does want, you know, and she has a lot of her creative control, which to me is very important, you know? And so, um, you know, I've been blessed to be one of those people who 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 has a sound and, and, and a concept that is very very um, um, uh, accessible to people. So I, I haven't dealt with a lot of those things, but I have. I do understand what it means to have your own. I'll say that. You know what I mean? And so, uh, and, and as my career develops, I look forward to doing that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, you know what? Nothing can replace having peace of mind and having complete control over your music and your destiny. Where you 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 have the capacity to create what you believe. As you said, the bottom line for you know when you with a label, bottom line dollars and cents. We got to put you in a direction where we can generate a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, money's good. It's good to have make money, but at the same time. Never sell your soul for the dollar bill. Money can be replaced. Your soul can't be bought unless you allow it to be bought. Lord have mercy. Man, and speaking of great music, like my goodness. <laughs> We've been waiting and waiting for a long time. The time has finally arrived. The new album, of course, All for One, due out on January the 26th, actually 
little bit over a week away, but you can pre-order it right now. Yes, you can. Just make sure you go to Amazon, iTunes, and also Google Play. But better yet, go to Jameson's official website, jamesonrossmusic.com. And what we're about to do now is get into the single, one of the many fantastic singles from the new album called, of course, A Mellow Good Time, from the one and only Jameson Ross. Here in the zone of LODL Radio.
Lord have mercy. Jameson Ross, <laughs> Mellow, Good Time, from the new album, All One, due out January the 26th. But hey, haste makes ways. Let your fingers do the walking. You can pre-order the album as we speak via iTunes, Amazon, and also Google Play. And to get all the latest updates, stop by Jameson's official website. That's at jamesonrossmusic.com. It's definitely a beautiful thing. Brother, it has been an honor and a privilege, long-awaited privilege to have you on the show. I want you to consider this your home away from home. Whatever you need, please do not hesitate to let us know, and hopefully very soon this year, you'll make your way down here to Houston. We would love to have you to come here in the studio. Man, I hope that I hope to come to Houston real soon, man. I'm working on it. You know, I'm a new guy on the scene, so, you know, touring can be a process, but trust me, I'm working daily to make sure I can come everywhere and get to a city near you, you know? All right. We're going to hold you to that, man, because, you know, as I've always said, we want our music shaken but never stirred. Lord have mercy. I love Let's it. Continue. <laughs> Let's continue successfully. You take care of that lovely family of yours, okay? Will do. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. God bless. The super talented, of course, Grammy-nominated Mr. Jamison Ross here in the zone. Hope everyone enjoyed the interview. For those who tuned in late, shame on you. But I got you covered, Mike Linus' blanket. Yeah, comfy and cozy, safe and sound, so to speak. You can also always listen to the rebroadcast, either via iTunes, Google Play Music, or, yeah, we're also on TuneIn also. That's at TuneIn.com forward slash L-O-T-L, The Zone, the same handle for iTunes and also for for Google Music, too. That's at Google Music Play, of course. Google Music Play. Or Music Play. Google Music Play. (laughs) We're the Google Music Play store. You can find us there at LOTL, the zone. We're there. And also, to get all the latest updates, be sure to stop by the official website. That's at www.com. L-O-T-L, thezone.com. Also on Twitter at L-O-T-L Radio. Instagram, that's at Instagram.com forward slash L-O-T-L Radio. The Zone and also on Facebook with the same handle. Yes. <laughs> it's been a wonderful ride. Going to take a little quick two and two. We'll be back. Get some more pertinent information what we have in store in the Zone for next week. In the meantime, let's get lost with some Jeff Bradshaw with his double CD Bone of a Teeth with Soap Bank featuring the captivating Coco from SWV here in the zone of LODL Radio. Time 
thing you 